Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. It is a uh, rare Tuesday installment as uh, one quarter of our staff had to venture back to the United States and the other quarter is still there. Um, Wait, what happened? Uh, Anton is still in Europe. Why? He's he's spending some day, time with uh, MIPS. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Planner, guys. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, the show following the Paris Supercross. So, uh, I have this r- rare opportunity right now. I don't know anything about what happened except that Kenny won. Mm-hmm. But I, I I get to hear firsthand like your adventures there. So oh, I'm kind gosh. of excited. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the racing, or do you want to start with <laughs> the adventures let's, let's, of A Ray? Was there any travel uh, stories? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Of course there was. I mean, you're dealing with no suspension. Yeah, exactly. What? So, so um, I uh, I got my suspension um, set up. First of all, we we thought it was going to be like a mellower Paris. Um, well, that's just you know like I was talking with the boys from Enzo. They're like, ah, it's usually like not full Supercross, right? But that that wasn't the case. No, that was definitely no. <laughs> not the case. Um, so I went in with a little bit of a softer setting, like a hybrid. Um, but uh, okay, so going to the airport. Um, I get there, I get on the airplane and this is at LAX and they're like, Hey, a light on one of the wings isn't working. Um, we're trying to get it fixed. And then all of a sudden they come back on the intercom. They're like, Hey, this plane has been scheduled for like out of service. Like this, this this plane, no. So everybody get off, missed my connection. So I had to rebook. Um, I went through Chicago and then to Paris and then, uh, one bag made it. And the other bag didn't. The other bag being my suspension, oh. and then uh, and then yeah, they they couldn't find it at first. So whenever I got there, my phone only worked for this. This the, was the gun case, right? Yeah, the gun case. My phone my phone only worked the first half of the day, and then my SIM card broke or something. It just messed up. So my phone just said no SIM card the whole time I was there. And my phone only worked through uh, Wi-Fi, and I couldn't send texts or anything. It was weird. Like I I sent stuff through WhatsApp. I could talk through WhatsApp, but. Not everyone has that. So um, I couldn't call American. I couldn't call the airline, nothing. So I was trying to call my sister through the WhatsApp, and she was on the phone with American. They couldn't find the, the suspension at first. They called LAX, said, like, no, we don't have it. They called JFK to see if JFK had it. They didn't have it. They called Chicago to see if they had it. They didn't have it. So it turns out it was in LAX the whole time, two years. But uh, it finally made it. I was stressed. Like I missed press day because the team was like, "No, don't don't ride with the stock stuff. Don't try to kill yourself. It's you know, it's yeah, it tracks gnarly." So, um, yeah, my f- suspension finally made it like midnight Friday night. I was so stressed because I was like, "Dude, like the trip would be ruined if I don't get my suspension after ride out there with stock stuff. Like, yeah. what would I be doing then?" So, um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that was that was my travel story. <laughs> And then, yeah, no phone working, all that. Sam got there just perfectly fine, mm. you know. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we we had our uh, a lot of interesting food while we were there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, first day Saturday. Did um, you guys eat snails? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called escargot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we ate snails. Um, I had a grilled octopus. Ugh. Um, but no, that it was it was all amazing food. It was great. Uh, the The first night we were there, we went to dinner, Sam and I, and uh, we didn't eat a single thing that was cooked. I mean, we had scallops, we had uh, tuna tartare, yeah, tuna tartare, um, and then we had uh, beef tartare too. It was pretty much like, I mean, it's just like a shredded cow just on a freaking plate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was all amazing food, right? And uh, yeah, we got the full Paris experience. We went to the Eiffel Tower. Why would you eat all the stuff before the race? Yeah. The dude, questionable I, stuff. My my stomach's freaking made of iron, dude. I, yeah. I don't care. It's fine. Okay. Um, you didn't think it was because you said you were going to shit your pants because of the <laughs> octopus. Well, I thought I was going to shit my pants, but it turned out to be all right. Um, and then, Anton, you were there. Uh, first practice, about two laps in. Uh, my chain breaks, going through the whoops. Um <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, what, what and, and then J there? and then JB just skimmed over my head. Nice. Yeah, uh, I was just going through the loops. Da, yeah, da, you da, actually da. hit like, your head, or you... no, no. Oh. So, um, let's see. They they were a little bit. They were pretty peaky. Yeah. The whoops were. They were yeah. peaky, right? Um, and with me not having much Supercross time at all uh, coming in, I was a little bit hesitant. But uh, first time I went through them, just da 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 da. Like I was like, okay. Second time I went through, da da da. <laughs> Chain breaks. Fuck. Oh, second but, lap? Yeah. Well, like the second time I hit him, probably okay. third lap. I rolled through him first lap. And then, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. It was just, I guess, just, okay, you're, just you're luck Mr. of the draw. But, just, but you're Mr. Uh, chain Paranoia, right? Mm-hmm. Was it brand new before you got on it? Yep. It was? Brand new DID chain. So it's just bad luck. Yeah, it's just bad luck. I mean, <clears throat> parts break, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was just it was just one of those things <clears throat> where it's on my bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Were and you then, skimming the whoops in second gear. Yeah, second. Yeah, Let's second see. gear. Wow. No. Yeah. The whoops were when they first in posted second gear, and I didn't Friday. want any part of third because it was just like because I was you come out of the corner and then whenever you get on top of the whoops, you want to like let off the gas and just like like low RPM, yeah, just yeah. ba 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 ba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then uh, and then yeah, you know. Um, the next practice, I mean, I was okay from that crash. Like I pushed the bike off the track. I didn't have really any time. So the next practice, I mean, I only got three laps the first one. So I was still a bit hesitant in the next practice. I felt okay. Um, in the whoops, I was just trying to do the laps. I was like, all right, like I was, they put a new chain on and I'm like, okay, let me let this thing stretch. So I started jumping through the whoops <laughs> instead of skimming them. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of stuck with that because I was like, man, like, I don't really want to get hurt out here. And then I ended up freaking crashing in the whoops, doubling through them, mm. <laughs> and then, like, hurting my knee and freaking just crashing. I don't know, just being a dumbass. And then, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It was a tough first day um, of just, like, crashes. Uh, second day was better. No crashes, not a single one throughout the whole day. Just sort of mm. calm down, let the nerves calm down. And then, uh, then yeah, I just did the laps. I, I wasn't the fastest. Um I was rusty, you know, I was, yeah, I, I rode terrible, but I mean, I got through it, got through the laps and yeah, it was just an awesome experience. Mm. It, it was good to be there. Was I that your it. first Paris? Yeah, my first ever Paris. Yes. Nice. I was stoked on it. That, that whole area is so cool. A lot it things. is. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> so was part um, of it like you ride how you feel or you look? Yeah. I, I'm going to make one comment. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. That gear was not your friend. No, it wasn't. No, it, it really wasn't. There wasn't a lot of great gear. 
at the um i like i mean fairs. i mean it was i mean it was gear right but I, one of the things i noticed that i struggled with it was gear <laughs> one of the things That's i struggled i struggled with with the with the gear was like mo- most gear companies have leather on, on the, the knees. knees yeah this had a very on. very very slick uh, it was just like the old school, like 1990s, like knee. Oh, it's just hard to grip. It, cloth, yeah. It was super hard to grip. So at first I was like, man, I kind of need some grip tape. I'm kind of all over the bike because it was like super slick. But I don't know. Like I mean, it was it was okay. Um, yeah, the uh, the light colors really don't do me any favors. The fluorescent yellow stomach. Yeah, like I'm not a, a like. If you see me in the streets or anything, like I'm not like a huge guy, right? No, like no, I'm not no, no, big no. at all. But yeah. for some reason, whenever I put dirt bike gear on and you get those light colors. You can see, like, I have a freaking tree trunk legs and a fat ass, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know the, that the light gear didn't really do me any favors. Did you when when they gave you your gear, were you like, damn it? Yeah, any other color than <laughs> fluorescent yellow? Any y'all got y'all got that. anything else? Yeah. Flow yellow, <laughs> flow yellow, dude. That's the worst. worst Did you bring color. it home? Yeah, I brought a I brought a set home. I, yeah, I, I like to keep I, it, dude. Yeah, exactly. I got to keep it Heck for like yeah. souvenirs and everything. Like Kenny, mm-hmm. it yeah. had. Did it have pockets? No, no pockets. Oh, really? No pockets. Yeah, the sizing was a bit weird. Um, the mm-hmm. legs and the knees were like super, super baggy, but like the like crotchal area and everything was like kind of tight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. or did they go by like thirty four, thirty two, yeah. or is it mm-hmm. CM? Yeah. Well, I went I went up a size in that gear because like the the waist was like so much tighter, but the legs, like the knees, were just huge. Mm. How do you look in person, Anton? Big, probably. Snug. Is Anton there? I don't know. Did we lose him? Oh, let's see. No, he's. Can there. you not hear me? Oh, oh there, there you are. are. There you are. Is it there? Yeah, yeah I there. can hear you. There we are. How how how, how did it, uh, it look? It was first? gear. It was, it, was, it was gear exactly like it, it was, was gear. It wasn't doing me any favors like 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 Don was saying. So like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm just glad. I I got home, looked in my in my practice gear bag, and all my O'Neill gears in there, and I'm excited for that. I met, I did meet um, the O'Neill Europe over there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're awesome guys. So uh, yeah, I, they were messaging back and forth with Frank, and we sent him a photo. And yeah, is this still <laughs> like good. they make a couple kits there that we don't have here? Because I remember that a couple years ago. You yeah. Had some, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I. I you could have had Colin's problem, eh, Ray? I could have had Colin <laughs> his Parks. Name? Dude, his whole ass was out. The whole, oh. every single man. No, but wait, what about his jersey? It said Colin G. Park. Well, no, like mine even had Alex and then Ray, but his had like Colin Park. Like, <laughs> no, Colin G. Park. No, really? it said Colin Park. Yeah, Colin Park. Colin Park. <laughs> oh, my what gosh. The hell? But no, his whole ass was out every single main event. Really? Awesome. Yeah. So the pants are coming in? Oh, oh my no, God. No, I guess yeah. like the pants were just coming undone. Oh, seat bouncing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was he wearing? Was he wearing Kenny too? Yeah, he yeah. was wearing Kenny too. Same team. The gear wasn't bad. Like it, like for me, it's not bad. No, it wasn't bad. Like for me, like it wasn't bad at all. Uh, like I said, the only issue I had was like I'm used to the leather on the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, like I mean, yeah, I mean the colors didn't do me any favors. But like I said, I mean pants, jerseys, you know, I mean, hey, it's it's, it's gear. Mm-hmm. And what team did you ride for there? The no. old. Uh, the Honda SR team, uh, I think it's it's what is what it was um, with the DOS. There, there's two, no. there's two Honda teams, and they're very similar in names, mm-hmm. right, Anton? Yeah, I think you were the FR team. FR, sorry, FR. Yeah, there's so SR and FR. I always think of uh, <clears throat> back in the day when Rick Johnson, David Bailey, 
would go race pairs. Mm-hmm. They'd ride for the importer back then, and, and on the front fender said Cadre Rouge. Mm. And so I always think of that. Yeah. But that wasn't on your bike? No. No. <clears throat> Was your team sponsored by Haribo? I don't even know what a Haribo is. The Gummy Bear Company. That's no. what their gear was made off of. No. <laughs> yeah, it's the same colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let's see. Yeah. So, Anton, you were in heaven, right? There's no place Anton would kind rather of. be than, I mean, than in, in Europe, pretty much France. Did you uh, Did you have some uh, solo cappuccino sips on a corner and french cafe no no i had no time i had no time no uh i had the opposite of the a-ray culinary experience there's not a damn thing i oh you couldn't eat eat there it's all meat it's all steak it's all it's yeah so yeah so uh i got a pizza one night that was good i got a crepe one night that was good but uh yeah it was fun i had a blast it was it was fun i love that race and to see that stadium sold out on saturday night like a-ray you can say it i mean they got into it and especially um Oh God! Here we go. Here comes here comes the the vital forum, the 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 Twitter feed, the the, the comments about Anton's phone the breaking up. YouTube comments. Yeah. Are you there, Anton? <laughs> oh man! What are, what is the uh, what are the odds of that? Huh? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, no, I talked to him a little bit. He's like, "Dude, I'm vegan. Ugh, I can't eat anything." <laughs> yeah, and there and there was a lot of people there that was just like uh, margarita pizzas every time, every night. margarita pizzas yep. every time. Yeah, lunch and dinner. Yeah, Did, could could you eat a, a snail, Anton, or is that they considered meat? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see where any were offered to me. I mm. had a lot of uh, pastries. I had mm. a lot of croissants and stuff. So that was good. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. I I mean, the uh, I had some Haribo gummies though because they have some vegetarian ones and mm. they don't have those in the states. And I really really like gummy candy. What? Yeah, they don't have the gelatin in them. Oh, oh gelatin's from ground up bones or something. It's mm-hmm. and the hooves. Yeah. Oh, hooves. Oh. Such a lover. Such a lover. <laughs> okay, so getting to racing, uh, dude. Kenny just whooped up on Sunday. Yeah, because Eli Saturday. won Saturday. Yeah. Right? Eli won Saturday. Yeah. yeah, but but Kenny he brought his. Kenny was faster the whole weekend. Yeah, he yep. was just not. He was faster not as on good Friday too. On, uh, well, like and and even Anton and I were talking about this after press day because I mean we watched it. Eli didn't look comfortable. Well, at he had all to get on back Friday. on the twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look comfortable at all on Friday. He was just a lot of stop and go. Like he didn't look like he had a flow very well. Um, JB, I mean, every, like JB and Kenny, like had him covered in the whoops section too, like Mm -hmm. massively. And we're like, oh, okay. But, uh, but I mean, it's Eli Tomac, right? Whenever the gate drops, the bullshit stops with him, right? He knows how to, how to, uh, I guess rise to the occasion. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, that first night, I mean, he was, he had his starts dialed. To me, I feel like, um, this works out oddly enough. This works out in Eli's favor. Because with all the testing they've been doing on the 23, if he showed up and just felt amazing on the 22 again, I feel like he would be going home, scratching mm. his head a little bit like, oh, I got to race this new bike all season. I still feel great on the old bike. Yeah, I did see one of his comments was like, can't wait to get back Yep. You know, yep. on the 23. Yeah, I think I think it actually works in his favor for the following season. 
Did he say anything to you about that, Anton? Uh, a little bit. He said on Saturday, on Sunday night after the race was over, that they're ready to get into it and really attack riding the 23 bike. Mm-hmm. Um, he had said something to Darkside on, I think it was Friday, that just the way the 23 leans over and how it is in the corners is different than the 22. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like what A Ray said, he just really, I think what it came down to is he didn't have the entry speed into the whoops. Uh, Friday, that was the most noticeable thing. I was going to do a video overlay of like, him and Kenny's last laps during free practice mm-hmm. and uh, Kenny would pull away from him right there. And then it even seemed like an area you might have noticed this too. Then he started pushing really hard. So then on Sunday, Eli started making some unusual uh, mistakes, over jumping mm-hmm. stuff like that. Under jumping too. I mean like in the, yeah. in the super pole, he cased the absolute shit out of that quad. He cased mm-hmm. it almost and crashed. He, he missed time that whole rhythm section and threw him off. And then even in practice, like Kenny, he did put in a, one good lap and he was at the top of the board for a minute on Sunday. And then Ken, and I want to say even Brayton got better than him. Mm-hmm. And then he started trying different rhythm lanes. If you watch that Friday video again, the way that he would wheelie over that first roller after the mm-hmm. rhythm lane or into the rhythm lane after the whoops was sick. Like that looked so good. And he looked like he had that all dialed and he was hitting everything right. And then, it just like it looked like he was almost overriding the track in some ways. Um, but then what he did say to me on Sunday was that that track is real deceiving. The dirt is so sticky that it kind of sucks the bike down. So you're it, it makes the bike feel different than you think it would. Mm. Probably robs a little momentum too if it's soft like that. <clears throat> um. Yeah, that's kind of what he said too. Was like like just it's just different in every way. And then what Ken said was that the bikes wanted to wander around a bit. So there were ruts that got cut in to certain things, but it was still, they weren't like soft, crazy ruts. They were just enough to slot you in. Um, and as good as that dirt looked, and I'm sure it had a lot of traction that it was just like Play-Doh everywhere. There's a lot of debris in it, a lot of rocks, there was, a lot of yeah. bricks, I was gonna a lot say, of glass. I feel like I saw a good, a fair amount of guys, like even Webb that, had to jump off track or landed on a tough block through some of the rhythm lanes, like they got kicked sideways or something. Yeah, there, there was some there was some hidden ruts in there too. Yeah. Like the, the dirt was soft. There it was it was huh. getting rutted there a little bit. Yeah. Was there a section of the track that went like outside, underneath a tunnel or anything, or was it all inside the stadium? No, it was all inside yeah. the stadium. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was a very very big floor. Like um, Bercy, I guess, was a smaller smaller floor space, and they mm-hmm. they had that where you went through like the hallways and stuff. But but there at the lot events arena, it, it was a pretty big floor space. Nice. Yeah, I think I think security would have yelled at anybody if they tried to go outside. Yeah, security was strict. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that's because of <clears throat> this is the first one since COVID, right? No, there was one last year, but it was only one day. So this this year was the big comeback. This was them trying to really get it back to what it was. And then, like I said a minute ago, sold out. It was sold out on Saturday uh, all the way to the very, very top. Sunday wasn't completely sold out, but I would say like 90%, 95%. It was was pretty packed. Okay, so so we know it was Kenny and Eli. How did Cooper and Marvin look? Uh, Marvin, I feel like – Marvin, man, like even Webb too. Marvin looked good. He looked like he was trying stuff, but it, when he was riding well, like on Saturday, he he crashed twice in one race, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like once that happened, the weekend was done. And I think I think both the KTM guys they went there, they had a plan. They're going there to test the bike, right? They're going there to see what if the work 
that they had been doing on the bike made was going to yeah made you know made an improvement um, in a race situation when the track gets a little chewed up. I did notice that when the whoops were super fresh after they rolled through them with the steamroller, yeah, they blitzed right through them. Yep. But with him and Webb, I feel like once the – I mean, Anton, you can maybe attest to this a little bit too. Because I watched it back. Once it got a little bit chewed up, them two started to back it down a little bit more in the whoops, and it, it seemed like they made more mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cooper was better on the second night. Yeah, that's he what I was going to say. He made some suspension settings, mm-hmm. uh, changes, and things like that. So he did look better. Uh, he was very – I wouldn't say pissed or anything like that, but you could just tell that he was frustrated to get dropped the way that he did yeah. on Saturday night. But the second night, he was much he was better. better. And yeah, he was close to pace. Did, I feel like he caught Eli a couple times on the second night. Mm-hmm. He jumped off the track at one point, yep. and uh, that pretty much was the end of it. Like, had he not have went off the track, I think that we would be saying a lot different than what it was. He probably would have beaten Brayton for the overall podium, really. Um, you know, because JV had... He had an issue. He went down in one race when he got pinched off in the first turn. Mm -hmm. So aside from Eli and Ken, there were some up and down moments for everybody else. So JB now is retired from AMA Supercross, but he's a world Supercross guy Mm -hmm. for Uribe's team. And Australian, right, Anton? Yeah. But no more MCR for him? No. No. Okay. Um did Marvin end up fifth then? <clears throat> mm, I would assume so. I want to yeah. say fifth, yeah. Yeah, right behind Webb. <laughs> Did you get a look at the bikes? Was there anything new on them? Triple Any clamps. braces welded on the frame or anything? Uh, the brace underneath the exhaust at the front of the frame is gone now, mm. and it looks like the shock tower was much different like we had been expecting it to be. Like mm. all that area around the top of the frame there uh, between their legs looked a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But then again, like they didn't have the bikes completely ripped apart or anything like that. Um, so it even seems though, you know, they have been doing a lot of work. They have been testing in California. Uh, it seems like the next big test is going to be here in Florida pretty soon. So they are uh, getting better about things. But this was like we had said earlier, just get the competitive laps done, see what the bike does, get both guys there because neither of them had raced in a, in some time. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Marvin did motocross the nations, but that's not Supercross. That was that was so long ago. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, so Kenny, winning like that, um, <clears throat> the guy riding with a, uh, something to prove. Is he riding to try to find a ride? I mean, what actually is there any development there? So um, I saw Mathis so, tweeted that Hep's after him. Yeah, Hep's yeah. after him. I think Progressive's wanting to get him. Like, I mean, Suzuki's. You know, offered to put up some money for him. Um, you yeah, know, I, heard I think I think they're making a big push with that. He rode the bike last week. No, he's riding it this, this week. week? Okay. Yeah, last week I think there was a bit of weather up there. Um, okay. So, yeah, and with him being in Spain, I think he's gonna fly back and come ride the Suzuki. I think uh, end of this week. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I personally see him staying where he see him staying where he's at. Yep. Because I mean, it is late. You know, for him to switch over to a different brand um, and start over I do with know, testing. But, I mean, I know there's a Cowie being built at Pro Circuit. Like, we've yeah. all pretty much heard that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, hey, who knows? You know. he's. I mean, he, so, like, like so I said, he's stay where he's stuff. at. You think Reeves going to figure out how to keep him? They're talking about it. Yeah, wow. they're talking about it, yeah. He was he Did how pumped is Reeves, like, won offer. everything wow. with him so far? He Dude, was asked yeah. to make an offer from... 
Yeah. Management? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, the he, he was asked to make an offer, but then what is going to be the big thing for Kenneth Suzuki is going to be the bonus program. So that's yep. going to be what's really going to help that out a lot. Uh, I, I, I know that, you know, like you've said, Chase, that there's that bike being built a pro circuit, but I really think that that's the last ditch effort. Like yeah, they don't totally. want to go it alone. They, they really know like how big of an undertaking that would be right now. And with how good Ken is doing with no time on the bike. I mean, it's pretty much the exact same as it was set up before that thing got shipped over, um, after Australia. And yeah. Ken said that that was the only testing that they did with factory connection down at MCF a couple months ago, uh, mm-hmm. before the hurricane hit. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it seems like they had some good leeway there with that factory connection stuff. Cause I mean, the bike looks great underneath him. I mean, it's Ken Roxon, right? I mean, he can make any bike look very good. Yeah. Um, even the Suzuki, whenever he raced it last, I mean, he was winning on that bike. I mean, it's Ken Roxon we're talking about. He can win on any brand. Yep. And mm-hmm. win on, pretty much anything so so when kenny was on it though was it it was a previous generation of rmz right yeah before the frame got real stiff yep he -hmm. never rode and the different shock generation yeah and the different shock yeah Yeah. but i mean they don't run the bfr yeah yeah shock right right but it's just the frame do you remember at Glen helen when he was on uh rch suzuki he came in and his air forks were down yeah yeah, uh, I don't think they run air forks over there anymore. Yeah, but, um, that was crazy. But I think, honestly, even with the frame being so much stiffer, I think it's still familiar to him, right? Totally. Like, the Suzuki would be still Suzuki. familiar. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I rode that HEP Suzuki at Melbourne. It's a great bike. Mm-hmm. It's a great engine package, great suspension, and it doesn't feel like the average Suzuki. With the me. rigidity... And the way that bike corners, don't you feel that that is the most similar to the Honda? Th- mm. If you were to switch brands, like the Cowie's got to be quite a bit different. Wow. Cow- Cowie is really different. Cowie's night and day different. Right. Cowie has a, like a, a way, way, way softer frame. I would say yes, with the rigidity and the way that the bike turns, I think you, you're onto something there. There's some similarities, but I don't feel like. I don't know. Like it would be an easy switch for him to go from a Honda to a Suzuki. I feel like mm-hmm. it, I th- I think it'd be easier doing that than and if I, he were to learn this new Cowie. And I personally think I like. I mean, I mean, I know there's people out there who hate on the hate on the Suzuki, right? I still feel like the Suzuki is one of the most. One is is the best cornering bike still out there, and it's a promising platform. Yes, right? that Suzuki. That HEP Suzuki is a stable motorcycle, very stable motorcycle. Mm. And I personally, I personally think that he could win on that bike. What yeah. would it, what would the uh, what would have I to think happen? He could win what, on both bikes. What yeah, would yeah. happen with the Red Bull thing? Because they're twisted T, right? I mean, can you I mean, make yeah, a mixed could. drink with both of them? Yeah. Hell yeah, twisted T and Red Bull. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Could, could yeah. he still have a Red Bull helmet on? A I, I believe so. Yeah. I believe that, yeah. Because I mean, they don't have twisted, t- or no, they do, huh? They have they twisted, have twisted t, helmets. t helmets. Yeah, they have well, twisted t and progressive on the helmets. On the helmets, that's true. But even even like with you know Schwartz, I mean, he'll he's not he's not twenty one, so he would he was yep. just like progressive, right? And so. then he's obviously, I mean, they're gonna make an exemption for Fox, right? They're a Thor team. You would think. The, well, they're I I think the Thor Thor contracts up, and they're still up in the air with what gear mm. that they're gonna make, even wear. Okay. You know, they they haven't they haven't really even announced what they're gonna wear yet. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
That would be cool, he, man, to see him back on a Suzuki. Yeah, I no, I, I think ass, it would yeah. be too. Like that, that, I mean, I think it fits, you mm-hmm. know. The uh, the vibe that I got on Sunday night was very much like, are we going to change what's not broken now? Like, could we make this happen? Hmm. I, so, I mean, the Suzuki thing, I know that test is still going to happen and everything like that, but, man, he is very pumped on what they've got going on over at your Reef's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think too, like with Brighton being there, I think Brighton's pushing for it as well. Um, you know, and him and JB are really good friends. They work great together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think what's you know the train's rolling, you know, and it's it's a good one. That's gotta affect Yuri's like title sponsors quite a bit. That's though, gotta help. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't think it helps because you're having title sponsors that making products that you, the top guy's not going to be able to wear and use. Yeah, but I think it opens a new door for them to get more money from outside sponsors cuz I mean hell it's Ken Roxon, right? right? You know. Uh yeah, but you got to remember like we're getting ready to hit a weird point in the industry. It's mm-hmm. not going to be rosy come 2023 like everybody thinks it is. Like what we've been going through in the last couple years is all good cuz people have been buying bikes and stuff, but it sounds like everybody's pocketbooks about to shut real tight. Yeah. 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 Because everything's so slowed it, down a lot because the recession's kind of hitting. <laughs> yeah. So, well, in, and on that, too, I think everybody's like, oh, I can get back to what I was doing and just kind of break it back, bring it back in a little bit. And then you have investment groups that are now owning, you know, two of the biggest sponsors that we're talking about. You have an investment group that owns Fox and an investment group that owns or, a, you know, a big group that owns Western Power Sports, too. Right. So they are going to have different initiatives than they had maybe two years ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like the vibe that he was kind of given off, he had even said this in Mathis's interviews, is the next week, next two weeks, he's not going to have the headaches that he had. It seems like he's kind of starting to get his mind made up on what's going to happen so they can just do the work and get things done. Um, Uribe and I talked a little bit. Uribe knows that it would take a lot to, to get Ken. I mean, that would be the biggest deal he's ever done ever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there are, you know, let's be honest about it. There, there's pros and cons that come with it because if it works out, you'll look great. But if it doesn't work out, what do you do then? You know, yeah. cause there's a, it, it's going to take a lot and, you know, but like your, your okay, here, he won't have support from Honda like work stuff, right? And I honestly, I don't know if Ken wants work stuff. I think yeah. mostly what they're trying to find is like a bonus package to make it financially more viable. But it's because, not going to be uh, supported by Honda. Not to that level, I don't think. No. no. You get the contingency. No. But um, you know, but like how Kenny is riding on, dude from Friday on. Like I've watched that press day video, God knows how many times, just because it was just so fun to watch dudes do laps like that. And uh, it, it even when he put like a foot wrong, like he came out of one corner and hit the rhythm lane and got it like a little squirrely and his, his weight shifted, he reeled it right back in. You mm-hmm. know, he was he hit all the marks he needed to. And just talking about how good he rode, he was aggressive, too. Like you watch that Very. second race on Sunday. He didn't take any shit from Eli. Like he bumped Eli to make that pass happen, and Eli Did- couldn't do the rhythm after that, and he was gone. And he he was straight up faster. He was chasing him down. There were times on Saturday that he was reeling Eli in, and then would make a mistake, and the gap would open back up. I mean, Ken hasn't ridden that good in a long, long time. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mention. I would say even before Anaheim won this year, like he won Anaheim one, but he didn't look that good at Anaheim one. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to mention whenever Eli got the start. Kenny's like, okay, i got to get around him, and I'm going to get him around him right now. Mm-hmm. He went three and four, and him and Eli were, like, so close Dude, in the air, right? Like, so almost close. clipped his rear wheel. And then and for him still, to just – And yeah. for him to just pivot in the turn and come underneath Eli. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that was uh, that was really good. And I'm sure people are going to say, like, well, that's not an American Supercross track and this, this, and this. But uh, it had its own challenges. Like, it did. I it did have those its... rhythms weren't – space you know perfect and there were little things that you had to be mindful of but like you said to for him to mentally like all right that's fine if you took me high i'm just gonna cut down and then check out again he he was there Mm -hmm. uh he knew his starts were the problem on saturday and he really improved it on sunday Hmm. hey what was the thing the two storage containers on top of pallets was that just the freestyle landing or was that on the track no that was on the track that was the finish finish. line yeah that was the finish did it move if you cased it no Anton, did apparently you see... they've been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah, like, they've been yeah. doing that forever. Yeah, <laughs> and they the even... insurance, the, ahead, the sponsor, that green and white banner that was on the finish line, that's an insurance company sponsor. So <laughs> they're not going to do something that's sketchy, you know. Even yeah. to help, I mean, even to save, I think <clears throat> on uh, dirt, yeah. I think they put hay bales inside the berms for, for oh to. God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Those Efficiency. Are, those are mountain bike shoveling techniques. Yeah, right. But <laughs> it's shit under the yeah, no, I mean, no, yeah. it, it, it felt fine. guys from 51 with their boulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything felt fine. Hey, Anton, did you see that Thomas Remet crash at all or no? The Remet crash? Is that the Yamaha guy? Yeah, the guy on the Yamaha, number six. Uh, I didn't see I it. knew he crashed, but I don't think I've seen it. I saw the Super Ross one. Oh, no, the Super Ross one, one was gnarly. But, yeah, the, uh, the Remet one was over the finish line. Like, his whole front end was like. Gone. Torque sideways, like his visor, visor. was all yep. jacked up. Yeah, I don't know. I seen it. He must have endowed or did something crazy over the finish line. I didn't know if you've seen it or not. I saw I saw uh, medics run over there, and I saw the flag during one point, but I didn't see what happened. Yeah. Hey, they had that stretcher right there and ready. Yeah. Oh, bro. They hey, the, whenever I, yeah, time. whatever that, whenever I crashed in the whoops, I seen that thing. I, I just start crawling, dude. I'm like trying to get onto my feet. Like, no, <laughs> take that thing away from me. Get that thing out of here. <laughs> I was like, dude, no. Oh man. Yikes. But hey, so you guys want to talk about the lights class? Yeah. Do you want to take a break first, though? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. All right. Be right back. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. With over 35 years experience personalizing your suspension setups, Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel which drastically improve bottoming resistance and increase traction. Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now, next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel-related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at GuiltlessFoodCo.com. 
Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world, period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive Primer and Tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Speaking of Pro Taper, uh, we are giving away a pair of handlebars from last week's show. Ooh, uh, ACFs? ACFs, aluminum wow. carbon fiber bars. So, Those are good. They are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Richard Nemeth, he says... I need some bars because I'm stupid to the third degree. One, I dropped my one and only garage door opener and it exploded. Two, I got a Husky 350 this summer and broke my ankle first time back on the dirt with it. Ouch. Three, because I'm stealing hu- because I'm still healing up and haven't been back on the dirt yet. In order to keep the batteries and electrons flowing last week, I took it for a ride around the rosary at my house. Uh-oh. When I got home, I shut it off. And went to open the garage door. I got back on the bike and it was struggling to start. So when after a few stabs of the starter button, it caught. I revved it up to keep it going and that damn recluse clutch fooled me. It was still in gear. It rocketed out from between my legs and went skyward. I swear the headlight was 10 feet in the air as it looped over the top of me. Anyways, it landed on the right side handlebar and bent it pretty good. So here I am. Ooh. Oh, so is it it an FX? Yeah, it must be an FX if it has a... uh, Ooh, but th- I'll tell you what, there's sick. no recluse clutch that comes stock. It just has a cover, unless he put a recluse in Maybe it, he built right? One in there, yeah. So Richard, or Rick Nemeth. My man got sketchy. We're going to send you a uh, set of Pro Taper ACF bars for that Husky 350. Yeah, you can replace. What? No, they come with Pro Tapers. They come with Pro contours. Tapers, yes. Yeah, contours, though, not yeah. ACFs. But, you won't bend so if he's if he's on a 2022 model and up. They're still badass bars, but it'd be more of a benefit if he's on an older Husky because there's more switches and crap. 
Yeah, true, true. Because yeah. that's one of the benefits of this ACF bar. ACF bars, is there's flat. more flat spot, yeah, right? Yeah, lots of room. Yeah. That's what I love about my bars on my 450. Like, there's so much room to, like, for adjusting, like, even, like, the levers, buttons. right? Mm. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried the clamp-on grips yet? Yeah, they're on the yeah. bike. Okay, they're good. Cool. So, yeah, we're giving same away. Ones. Same ones. Back to grips <coughs> this week. Clamp-on grips. To win a pair, uh, you need to comment on SwapMotorLive.com on the podcast post, not on YouTube, not on uh, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Comment on SwapMotorLive.com. We will pick the comment that makes us laugh or is most compelling. And, uh, yeah. So, the lights. Paris. Matt Moss wins. Yeah, Matt Moss, but, king of Paris. So, Prince. Um, Prince, or, Prince, sorry, Prince sorry, of Prince of Paris. <laughs> so, Bud Racing swept both nights in the lights class. Dude, they had, at one point, they had, like, three guys at the front. It was yeah, pretty they impressive, did. yeah. Yeah, so, um, first night, uh, I was um, teammates with Jace Owen, uh, and he was in the running for, like, Prince of Paris, like, the whole the whole mm-hmm. weekend, right? I mean, he was on the podium every almost every race except for one. And um, he had a stock engine. Stock Honda engine with just his suspension, right? And I think a lot of these other guys, they had like a little bit of engine work. So um, for him to get through the whoops as well as he was, like on a stock engine and other people like that struggling, um, that was amazing to see. Uh, he rode great all weekend. Um, he really, really wanted to win. And he didn't know that last race because he didn't have a pit board or anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, he didn't know that. That pass on the last race was for was for Prince of Paris, yeah. and then uh, he dealt with a little bit of arm pump. I think that last race, but he says that he could have pushed and and uh, and maybe tried to pull it pull something out. But he let Matt Moss by, just thinking that hey, maybe like you know he didn't think it doesn't that, affect yeah. The overall. Yeah, maybe. he th- he didn't yeah. know that Bloss had cra- or Bloss had crashed, right? Yeah. So it was just. I don't know. For him, he was very upset. Mm. He, there he was, was some bitterness he always between does him and there. Bloss, right? Yeah, there was a little bit because, I mean, the one start that he did get on that yeah. stock bike, Bloss kind of went in on him um, and hit his rear wheel, and they both ended up having to find their way back up to the pack uh, from the back. But, yeah, I mean, I think personally um, Jace and Bloss were the two best guys. Um, Jace really didn't you, – you couldn't really see it because he didn't ever finish – or he didn't start – up front enough, yeah. you know, just because, you know, his bike, you know, was kind of hurting a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I think those two stood out. But, hey, Blos – or not Blos, Matt Moss, I mean, he rose to the occasion, dude, and he was stoked. Like, it seemed like he he had just freaking, like, I don't know, won the lottery. Yeah. yeah. How old is Matt Moss? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he – He's in his 30s. Yeah, he's definitely in his 30s. Yeah, he's definitely in his 30s. Because I remember him here – in the U.S. on a Suzuki? Mm-hmm. Back in, like, 05, 06. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was he was banned there for a lot. For yeah, they got banned for uh, substance. Yeah, right? or something. Here yeah. or over no. there? No, over there. Over there in like, Australia. Worldwide. Both brothers, Worldwide. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good on him. You know, he was stoked. Uh, I think he rode well on Sunday. Um, a lot but, better Sunday than Saturday. Yeah. Another one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, and it was looking good for Blos. Blows too for for Prince of Paris until he had that crash in that last main. He had I think ten points up, and then uh, yeah he just missed a whoop and his front wheel uh, dropped. And then whenever you whenever you watch you know that from like a side angle, you can see how big those whoops are, chewed up they are, and drop the nose and those whoops, man. And the way they're built, 
yeah, you ain't recovering. Gobble from, you up. Yeah, gobble you up. And mm. the bike came back and hit him. He was pretty sore whenever he got up. So luckily he's still in one piece. I think he's very sore. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it was good to see him okay. Mm-hmm. So was there any talk, uh, Anton, there about Kenny going to Barcelona to ride the Stark? Or was no, that a surprise? That was, not, that was a surprise. Uh, hey, but on the, the Moss thing before we get going, you know, he's been riding a YZ450F in the Australian Supercross Championship. So even back in Melbourne a few weeks ago, and Avery, you saw this, mm-hmm. he rode the Yamaha 450 on Friday night and then rode the Cowie 250 Saturday what? night. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And, and and then we did How Was Your Weekend, and like Avery said, Mossy was psyched. Like on the podium, he was jumping up and down. He didn't know he won. So if you rewatch the race, you can see when they tell him he won, and you just see him scream, fuck yeah. And it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Moss was psyched. Um, But then he had said in the How Was Your Weekend interview, his wife's been paying for him to go racing uh, this whole year. You know, he hasn't made any money off doing this. And this is his – he'll probably go one more year, and then he'll retire because he knows he's getting up there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, when I was in Australia, I was talking to some people, and and – when the doping violation happened and it really did put his career kind of in a tailspin, especially after the factory Suzuki thing didn't work out that way, you know, Matt really went through this period of uncertainty and I think he lost a lot of fans and a lot of, uh, I hate to say, but a lot of people's respect in Australia and little by little as he's been running it out on his own, he's really fought his way back. So it was cool mm-hmm. to see a guy like that get another win completely unexpected because he just thought he was going for Sunday's overall day win. Uh, he went by the whoops twice, and he said he saw Matt and or he saw Chris in the same spot, and uh, he's like, "What? Well, that's terrible!" But he didn't realize what all that was going on for. But then you look ten feet across in the pit area at Bud Racing, and Blos is just devastated, you know, because yeah. Chris had had such a great weekend. He was so fast on Saturday night. Had won all three races. Uh, was in a good position on Sunday. Uh, he did have one crash, not so good start, and some other things happened. He came so back didn't to really like start fifth, off. though. Yeah, so he was ripping. Yeah, but dude, like the way that he crashed in the whoops, the bike tagged him. He yeah. hurt his hand. He was, he was as as happy as Moss was. Blows yeah. down. Blows his, uh you know? Instagram caption was pretty. Uh... So is he is he not retired now? Is he going to race again this year? Or <laughs> dude, who he's knows? not sure. Yeah, he's not sure. Jesus. I mean, yeah. he's riding really well. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did the big announcement. <laughs> a lot of people did the big announcement. So did JB. I know. Oh. JB's done it. JB's like Tim Tebow at this point. Not Tim Tebow. Or who's the Tom, Tom <laughs> Brady. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tom Brady. I don't know watch football, but Tom Brady. Yeah, they they retire and then they 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 come back. Right? Yeah, that's Justin Brayton, but with a little more supportive they, of a wife. They retire <laughs> and then they realize how boring life is without racing mm-hmm. and then they come back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is that what you're gonna do no you'll be done when you're done when you call it you're done yeah i respect that yeah i like that i'm done i'm done i think i'll come back i need to blue balls dirt. everyone I'll come, yeah i'll come a day in the dirt but, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, uh, I'll, maybe i'll do some uh <clears throat> swap moto live um race there you go yeah some swap moto live races and shootouts Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Shootouts for sure. You know, I I thought about asking you to be in our shootout on Monday. I was gonna yeah. ask why you didn't. Cause because he's hoping to get bikes from Yamaha, oh, so yeah. you know that the Yamaha would have been yeah. the best. No matter. Yamaha already is the best. See, see, see? Yeah. Yamaha <laughs> already call, is the good best. Call. Yes. There you go. 
have yeah. A Ray do a boot shootout. It'd be just as uh, it'd be just yeah. as uh, yeah. RDX two point two. Hey, do you see the lower level of the Kenny? This freaking RDX two point two is on my feet, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so Kenny uh, rocks and though. Surprise trip to Barcelona to go ride MX Golf on the Stark Future Varg. I woke up to a text from Benjamin Cobb. He's all, Psst, keep an eye on KR Social today. I'm all, no way he's there riding. So uh, I, I think maybe there's some high production edit coming out. But uh, Benjamin did send me a little clip. I like this. I almost don't want Kenny to get a ride just so we can like get little like, oh. Like yeah, every other week, you know. Yeah. What if Kenny just showed up on every a single different day? Bike? Yeah, a different bike. Just <laughs> every week, every week, and then so just impossible. did good on That'd each be one. So cool. Yeah, that'd be sick. It'd be like a a Josh Moseman, but at a higher level. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, on Kenny's rock, Kenny Ken Roxon's uh, Stark post. Did you see the hate comments? Oh no. my god, dude. dude! People are like, one guy in particular was like, "I have less respect for you now than Justin Barsha." Dude. And like, it's just so lame. You're like, I'm not coming to a Supercross ever again once it goes electric and all this. No. Dude. Keyboard warriors. You just got to get suck. everyone yeah. riding one, probably. Keyboard warriors suck. Yeah. Is the, uh, has, has the KTM 50 challenge changed since it went electric? <laughs> I don't think it has. <laughs> right? No. Fuck. I mean, the crowd see, still gets into it. Yeah. We see like half and half at the race series between Dude. gas and electric in those classes. If anything, you see younger kids on the electric bikes. So yeah, mm. uh, I don't so, know. If it gets more people on two wheels, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but uh, so Anton, you are in what country now? And you're going to MIPS? Are you with MIPS already? Right? Yeah, I'm already done. Uh, I'm in Sweden right now. Uh, spent the day, started the morning off. Speaking of electric bikes, uh, down in Stockholm at Cake. Ooh, oh, uh, I, I raced yep. there. Kake. I raced there one year. Place is badass. Well, Stockholm. Stockholm. Stockholm's sick. Yeah. yeah. Cake. Yeah. That, that's the electric bike that looks like it's made out of cardboard. Mm-hmm. Yes. The mm-hmm. gray one. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, to hear the story about how, like, what that company is about, like, you know, the name for it, um, it sounds so weird. But uh, the guy that started the company, he came from Pock. The, yeah. the bicycle piece of cake. Piece of cake, yeah. Piece of cake. Well, now he has his whole cake, so that's that's the name. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, so uh, cake is uh, is that like one step more sophisticated than Suron, or I would say about the same? way. No, I think Suron's a little more like. Oh really? Yeah, more suspension and all that on the mm. Suron. Uh, they released a new one at Icma last week, mm. um, and so it's not like a full blown like motorbike like the alta was or like what the stark's gonna be it's like a free ride bike so it's kind of like think about like if a ktm free ride was even more powerful i guess hmm. um, oh it's more powerful so I got to rip a lap. yeah so i got to rip a lap uh around town on the street bike version today and the thing's fun i mean it's not what they had me on wasn't like the crazy fast thing or anything like that but the new bike that they have coming out that they've already sold everything through is supposed to be pretty impressive mm-hmm. uh but it was fun the design thing of it, it's very Swedish. You know, it, it looks like it came from Ikea. Yeah. Very modular. <laughs> and they have this one, like, scooter setup that uses the same power plant, the same battery, the same motor, all that. Um, but the chassis of it is like an I-beam. So then you can 
you have these braces that your seat is on and then you can adjust like where the seat placement is and then you can put another seat on it or you could put like a rack on it or a, a basket but then the thing I've seen, and Avery, you saw this when you were over here about how much the Uber Eats people are everywhere mm-hmm. on yep. bicycles. Yep. So they have one that's a full-blown oven on the back of it. So <laughs> when you're doing food deliveries, you can have the food still hot or cooking on the back of it. Wow. And then they have one. Electric that sounds oven. like a lithium fire in, yeah. in the making. <laughs> that sounds badass. As long as you guys are. And then they have, uh, they have a uh, – another version of that one that they've made into like a utility thing so if you did construction you could run an entire like small job site off of the battery like you could run your power tools into it and all that so that was pretty cool uh but then spent the afternoon at mips and saw everything they have going on just with helmet rotation stuff uh they had a big week at icma last week too because now they're gonna partner with the helmet for MotoGP. so them cracking into the biggest you know motorcycle sport is, is big because now that's going to really push them into new categories. The street category was one that they had been trying to gain traction in. Moto has done a great job. Bike has done a great job. But now that they're in road, uh, it's about to really be pretty positive for them. So it was cool. Uh, I learned quite a bit to see what they're doing. You know, all the different MIPS layers that are in different kinds of helmets. They're in millions of helmets now. You know, literally sold millions of them. Um, construction helmets even, which is pretty cool. Wow. Wow. Um, is there anything new from MIPS coming that you could talk about? And then did you ask them about uh, what I thought of, like, Bell, for instance, taking their technology and going one step further with it? So with uh, with what they've been doing, like, not so much anything new, ready to go out. They have the different fitments that are in different helmets because it's not just like a like when it first started out, it was almost like a one size fits all yellow cup yeah. that went in between the, the liners. Uh, but now in different helmets have different needs, so they've been able to figure that out. Kind of sounds like the next thing that they're going to go for is um, more protection in other areas. Like they know that you got the top of the helmet really, really good and all the things that are happening there, but were other areas of the helmet that they could find improvement. Not that they're going to make new things, but just showing these helmet companies, this is what we're seeing. Uh, They have this thing called the infinite model, which is where they're able to take data from the construction of the helmet and then make a real life or a a computer simulation model to show how the helmet would react in, in in a test or under a load. Mm -hmm. And um, that's been pretty helpful as they help helmet companies expedite their testing processes so what used to take six months now takes six weeks um so that was pretty interesting uh the bell relationship though as we talked about before is pretty cool because at one point bell owned 59 bell or bell what was brg owned 49 percent of mips mm-hmm. and then they sold their stake out but they still use part of it um but uh the spherical thing they were kind of like not I wouldn't say the most clear about it, but I didn't really get like a hundred percent answer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, what was around first MIPS or six D MIPS? I think MIPS MIPS yeah, has MIPS. been around since uh, MIPS even had a helmet that they, tr- they tried to make their own helmet and it almost put them into bankruptcy at one point, like 15 years ago. Jeez. And then they went through a reconstruction where 
they got a new CEO, and rather than them being a proprietary company making their own helmets, they just wanted to be an ingredient company that could be put into other helmets. Yeah. And then that's really what's helped them become so successful. Yeah, because like my first decent helmet when I was a kid was had MIPS in it. I forget mm. what it was, but that was like the big thing. It's funny that we you think about helmets totally differently now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> when I was at Bell the other day with Benny, I was like looking at their stuff on the shelf and I'm like, dude, get me a Moto Three for in the dirt. Yeah, thinking I'd race in a Moto Three, but I was like, wait, there's no MIPS in that. Is there? No, like, no yeah. I'm not riding in that. Dude, I had like a. I had a black mirror dream about Bell and Benny the other night. I had a dream that Benny called us and like, hey, we got a Moto 11 in. We want you guys to come check it out. Uh-huh. And we get there and there's like a little like circle. And he's like, bite down on this. We bit down on it and it like freaking formed the helmet inside of our skull. <laughs> <laughs> what were you terrifying. smoking before you went to <laughs> Teriyaki those, chicken and those, rice those last edible, night. Those edibles <laughs> hit a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So let's see what else. We had a race at Kawia last weekend. How was that? It was uh, Saturday and Sunday thing because the Kawia guys wanted us to uh, split the days up. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was really windy and cold Friday, so I went there and I didn't even ride practice. Was, was Scrubby there? <laughs> huh? Was Scrubby yeah, there? Scrubby was there. I didn't race. Oh, uh, so he but, probably uh, he probably would be. No, dude. No. You didn't sick. race on Saturday. I didn't race, dude. Oh. I got there and I was like, yeah. I had like mountain bike things on my mind, but uh, I hear you. But uh, yeah, I got I got some good footage of Scrubby falling down the first turn. <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, what? what, what oh, I got your graphics. Oh, yeah, dude, you were looking at. Let's look at these things. So the Team A Ray. Team A Ray Backyard Designs. Yeah, uh, yeah these are a, your Pee Wee Fifty graphics. Yeah, these are for my nephews. What? Yeah, my nephews like um, they just get, they're getting a P Dub for. For Christmas. Hey, hopefully they're not listening. So, so hold up the big bike ones. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about this. When in the heck are they going to announce the monster deal with Supercross? Like, our number plate's going to look like that? In oh, I don't know. Oh. Who knows? But what? Monster's not the title sponsor again? Well, they haven't announced oh. anything for the That's world, not or not World Supercross, but the SMX. Oh, 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 oh. Right? It's just Super, Super Motocross. Yeah. yeah. Super SMX. Oh, gosh. Well, it's still a Monster Energy Supercross. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, just Lucas Oil is out. Okay, so is it going to be like Monster Energy Motocross? Motocross? Mm, that'll be decided soon because Feld is the one helping Says sell Don. advertisement now. Mm. Says Don Maeda, order number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was fortunate enough to get the number that I wanted this year. It's 140 because uh, I got a freaking area code as a number because I am had a not very good year. But that's okay because we're mm-hmm. back on Blue Crew. Uh, my agent Don Maeda has gotten me some awesome sponsors. <laughs> backyard Designs doing the doing the graphics. They look absolutely amazing. Yeah. I want to see the shroud. You've never run backyard at all. I haven't. No, no. Dude, I've, you're gonna I've be spoke pumped to, when you put them on. Really? They're so easy to put oh, on. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Look at that big fat W on the swing arm sticker. I know. Yeah. It's just a good thing that that, that W wheels. <laughs> yeah, W wheels. Uh, yeah. I mean, Don, you just you just my agent, man. I, I'm freaking stoked. Don, yeah. Just your agent. Asian agent. Asian. <laughs> yeah, cool. and then Pro Taper, obviously the sponsor of the Kickstart podcast, is mm-hmm. on board. I, I need to talk to you a little bit about that, Mr. Agent, because I do need to get maybe a little bit different gearing for um, for Supercross. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm super stoked. I got those lock-on grips. I'm not really a lock-on guy. Um, you know, I do like the uh, 
gluon. The glue, the feel, on, the the, feel the of the glue on, yes, feel of the glue on. But I do love the convenience of the lock-on grip. You don't have to deal with any glue. You don't have to deal with any of that. You can just, you know, slide it on there, and it's great. To, it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I rode with those actually the other day at Paris um, on my Blue Crew, and I will say that I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. Not bad. They're good. Yeah, they're really good. They compress because they have that channel in the uh, the left side grip. Yeah. So the the plastic tube has a compression channel. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, so was at uh, W this morning talking to John Anderson and his beautiful wife Kristen. Mm-hmm. I met their son Zane, and uh, yeah, we're gonna do XL A60s for you because they're the strongest wheel. Nice. And I like know, that. You need the strongest. What color hubs? I I wanted to ask you about this. Should we do nickel hub or should we just go blue on blue like Star does? Uh, well, do they have A60s in blue? I thought. Oh, no, well, that A60s are black. Right. Oh, so we're going to be black wheel. Black wheel. Black okay. Hub. Oh, let's do nickel hub if it's a black wheel. Yeah. Okay. Nickel hub. Yeah. I love the nickel color. So, the, yeah, there was some confusion there today. They're like, oh, yeah. just posted some picture of himself holding some wheels. We thought he had to deal with them. I'm like, no, 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 no. So that was your two stroke build. That was for my two stroke build, yes. Um, so. Last year, whenever I was with uh, the – or, like, this whole year, right, I I was with the SGB Honda team. Mm-hmm. They were sponsored by Motostar Wheels. Yeah. Um, great guys over there. Amazing guys. Um, like, uh, yeah, Greg over there, super great dude. Um, you know, they, they had wheels. They supplied the team, and then, you know, they helped me with my two-stroke build, and I'm, mm-hmm. I was super, super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this year in Supercross, I'm putting my own program together, and like yeah. you said, I want to I wanna – you know, have, um, the best possible bike under me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, and with, with people that I've, I've had relationships with in the past, you know, like I've always had a relationship with John, um, whenever I was always on my own program. So mm-hmm. I would like to go back to that. Everyone who's always helped me. Yeah. John said beginning. that you rode from when you were on spider, energy. spider, energy, <laughs> nice. spider, energy, yeah, Spider Energy. Whenever I was on my own uh, at Husky, um, before I got um, before I got my Cycle Trader deal, mm-hmm. and then ever since I was on Cycle Trader, I've kind of been on a team, right? Yeah. And I've I've had to run the the team sponsors and everything. But um, every time I've been on my own, I, w- I always go back to the people that that helped me in the beginning. Whenever I didn't mm-hmm. have anything, or and I was a nobody, right? So. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm kind of at right now. And, uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want to make, you know, the best of it. Mm-hmm. You know what it. I saw there at W today? What'd you see? They have goggles. Yeah. 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 I gloves. was hearing about that. Yeah. They have gloves too, that. right? It's a, uh, well, it's a, yeah, the gloves are awesome. I've it's an X-brand goggle with a strap? Yeah. It's a lucid goggle. Okay. But it's branded W. They're pretty cool. I got nice. a set. Yeah. But, uh. What, uh, what's the head, head sponsor? For Supercross, Maxis? No, the helmet. Oh, oh, HJC. We're gonna be back in HJC. HJC yeah, okay. HJC. But uh, what's what? What should be like? What's your biggest sponsor? Isn't it Maxis? Uh, I don't know yet. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I probably either Maxis, Yamaha, O'Neill. I uh, I still don't even have my O'Neill deal done yet. We need we need to call uh-huh. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get, gotta call Mark, man. Yeah, yeah, I think you should run fluorescent yellow candy. No, 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 no. I think that'd be cool. No, I'm, I'm O'Neill for life. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. 
This oh no, Dan the Dirt's two shows from now. So and it, are we doing a show next Tuesday then? Since we're gonna be at yeah, the shootout all day. Next week's shootout will be Tuesday as we are doing our two thousand twenty three four fifty motocross shootout. Day one. I'm gonna I'm gonna come. Yeah. I'm just gonna come watch and observe. Oh, see what you guys right. I'm I'm just gonna be under the blue blue crew tent just hanging. Can I throw you a camera? You can help me out? Yeah, I can yeah. throw you a camera. No, I'll throw you a camera. And yeah, yeah, you out. throw me a camera. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll walk around. I'll take some videos. Do whatever you need me to do. Mm. Get Boom. the Insta banger shots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that concludes our show for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, comment on SwatModelLive.com on the podcast post to win a set of Pro Taper Clamp on Grips, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.